Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only and wonderful Anna Kelly. How you doing, Anna? I'm doing great. Great to be here with you. So Anna, I want to share with you something that just popped in my head on the fly during my daily financial news this morning. That's a, that's a phrase. I want to share it with you, get your feedback. And then more importantly, I want to talk about how do we help people execute it. So Anna, basically it came to me, I envision an individual standing in front of a tree, a big forest, a big redwood, like you see in California. Mm-hmm. I am calling that tree, the tree of fear. You are so close to the tree of fear. You miss the forest of opportunity. Cause when you come to these big redwood forests, there's, there's, it's beautiful. They're just everywhere. But if you get so close that you can't see the forest behind that tree of fear, uh, you are truly, truly missing out. So a, how does that feel? It's kind of kind of cute, kind of wonky, doesn't make sense. And then more importantly, how do we back people up so they can see the forest of opportunity? Yeah, I think I think that's a great analogy. You know, I fear is is a big word. Um, and it's something that we see at every major market shift when you have a huge downturn in the market that seems to suddenly come out of nowhere, people start to get really nervous. And then when you start to see things like, the media saying we're in a recession or inflation is horrible, your food costs, your housing costs, your energy costs are going up. People start getting really afraid. Then they think, am I going to lose my job? Is the is the house that I wanted to buy going to be worth less money? Can I get enough rents, right? They start getting scared and saying, hey, Anna, hey, Michael, should we just stop buying right now? Should we just hold on for a little bit? Because they're getting nervous. Once they get nervous, they they keep walking toward that big tree of fear, right? So they're like, okay, let me keep my eye on it. Let me see what's happening. And then they're just standing face to face and it it seems bigger, right? They're, they've gotten closer and that fear starts to sink in. And when you're when you are basically laser focused on something that gives you fear, it's very difficult to take that step back and go, okay, now I'm afraid. Now so what? Right. So Warren Buffett, I've I've said this quote so many times. He says, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy, right? Because it goes against your emotions. We have to take a step back and look at data and say, okay, I'm afraid of these things happening. The way that I kind of take a step back is I say, okay, what if it does happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? And what's the best thing that could happen? Don't make a decision while you're standing fear in the face. You've got to back up and say, okay, let me take a broader look and let me look not at just this one thing that's giving me fear, not at just today, but let me look at the big picture and how did people handle this in the past, right? If you start to go look at data and make your mind get off of the thought of fear, you know, make yourself back up and look at the forest, you can start to see 
you know what, there's a whole bunch of these trees here and there's other things other than this one thing of fear. How have other people navigated that for us so that we can see opportunity and not just the fear at the, at the thing we're looking at? Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the beauties about studying consumer psychology for for thirty years is because they do move. It's it's just amazing. They're they're like a big school of fish, mm-hmm. and if you could figure out where the school of fish is going, they're all they're most. If don't you always see that one fish that darts out the other way, but they, it all moves together. And we are heading into a time where the headlines are going to get scary. They're going to. I mean, we just had what Jamie Dimon come out talk about a twenty percent decline. The IMF this morning. We got billionaires all over the TV. It's, it's just happening. And I want to give you a stat from China just to show you how consumers react. So in, in China, they have this thing called Golden Week. It's essentially like Christmas times Amazon Prime Day times Mother's Day, right? It's just, it's that kind of event. It's, it's a week that just, they just, they spend, it's all family. They just, they just go crazy. This week, Anna, Golden Week just finished. It is estimated that uh, spending was down 26%. Wow. That's That's big. not good. That's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not good. That is the consumers being afraid. Now, obviously, China has a lot going on. They have crazy policies. It, it doesn't matter. But what I'm trying to highlight is when fear takes hold, that could happen here. That could happen in Europe. It probably is happening in Europe, right? What's happening in Europe? Everybody's talking about energy costs going up four, six, eight, a hundred, you know, 10 per 10 X people are conserving. They're going to retreat. They're not going to buy stuff. It'll happen here too. When all the headlines go crazy. So again, folks, fear is right in front of you. Right. My biggest advice for people is pick your lane because there will be tremendous opportunity. The forest of opportunities out there for everyone, but most consumers, myself included, can't can't find the time to be good at everything. So if your thing is stocks, back up, double down, learn, do technical analysis, do detail analysis, whatever it is, go get your shopping list. Realize that there will stuff be on sale. Amazon went down 92% in the last crash. There'll be another great company that goes down 90% this time. Go find it, do the work. Create, Create legacy wealth. Your real estate, back up. We know the cost of capital is up. Who cares? Do the work. Get creative. Do seller financing. Do all these amazing. Take do an FHA subject to or um, you know when you transition the loan. It's it's just there's going to be so much opportunity. Just back up. Do the work. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you look at a cycle of emotions, right? And you look at real estate cycles, the maximum point of exuberance is really the least amount of opportunity because so many people are buying, they're they're paying crazy high prices, right? The maximum point of fear is the maximum point of opportunity. And why is that? Because people who are afraid are going to make irrational decisions, right? Because they're thinking with their emotions. You don't want to be one of those, right? So they're going to sell, they're going to panic sell, and they're going to sell for a lot lower. Um, I'm not ever saying, and I know neither are you, to take advantage of people but you have to be able to take advantage of opportunity when it comes. People are going to react and, and be willing to sell for lower prices, for example, whether that's companies selling stocks, you know, some company stocks going down, or if you're in real estate, you know, prices coming down. But that's when irrationality happens and there becomes more opportunity. You just have to be the one that says, I'm looking for opportunity, not I'm looking for fear. 
keep the eye on the tree, right? Watch what's making people nervous. Make sure that you're you're navigating to that. And you say, okay, if this happens, what's the worst thing that can happen? Now, how do I protect myself? I mean, preservation of capital is number one, right? Make sure you're not making stupid decisions, preserve your capital. But then you've got to use some cash. You've got to use other people's cash, banks, cash, partners, cash, creative financing to be able to say, how can I then use that to create opportunity? If you're not thinking about opportunity and all you're thinking about is preservation, that's also risky because then you're not taking advantage of maybe a once or twice in a lifetime type of economic you know, cycle that's allowing us to have the opportunity that we will completely miss if we're not looking for opportunity and we're, we're too focused on the thing that's causing us fear. And again, this is uh, Anna and I are not immune to the fear, uh, the tree of fear. It's there. We have just come to realize that, hey, uh, you know, we don't want the tree to fall on us because so we step back. We make sure we're insulated. We have options. We we can avoid that. But, yeah, we we are focused on the forest. Right. Yeah. And um, we have the same emotions. I mean, the, the biggest example of this uh, is probably easiest to say is in the stock markets. There's this things called the VIX volatility mm-hmm. index. Yes. Essentially, generally speaking, when the VIX goes over 30, there's fear in the market. But if it ever gets over 40, that's generally referred to as capitulations. It doesn't stay over 40 that long. That's generally called the fear gauge. We haven't been anywhere close to that. I think recently we got as high as 34. We get a nasty CPI reading tomorrow. We get, you know, Apple or Tesla just missing. Or I mean, there will be an event here maybe in the next three four five six months that just freaks the market out retail capitulates you will see vix spike that's an example of emotions uh getting over uh, uh rational decisions and um just watch the vix go back and study the vix if you want to see you know historically how people capitulate i think that's that's something all of us can google the vix v-i-x yeah, that, that's a great end of season. And again, I, I agree, we're not there at the maximum point of fear yet. So the other thing, you need to kind of be checking yourself, right? Am I operating on the fear of missing out still, which is dangerous? And yes. um, am I operating on the fear of, of risk completely such that I'm out of the market, which is dangerous, right? One of the things you're going to start seeing, and this happens every time that there's you know these kind of shifts in the market, is a lot of marketing from people that are going to convince you you have to act on fear of missing out or act on you know fear of risk of loss and so you need to be constantly checking your emotions before you make any decisions you know keep on investing keep doing the work like you said know what a great deal looks like stick to your principles keep looking for deals and don't stop because of fear just do what looks like a good deal at any given time a great deal ideally but the other thing is, if you aren't going to just play in your lane, so just to piggyback off what you said and kind of, you know, if you're in stock invest or invest in stocks, if you're a real estate invest with real estate, there is some wisdom and some diversification. Now, you don't want to have squirrel syndrome and try to become an expert at everything and then invest in things that you don't know anything about. But if you're going to invest with other operators, with other um, niches in some other asset class than what you're used to, you better make sure that you're, the people you're investing with have a significantly strong track record through navigating economies like this so that you aren't taken. I'm seeing commercials now every single day on TV for, you know, for gold, for copper, for stocks. You know, if you have half a million dollars and you're worried about losing it, invest with us, right? So, um, you're going to see all kinds of things that are going to create noise and just as much fear of missing out as you do, you know, fear of the opportunity. So check your emotions, look at the data, 
back off to see the forest for the trees. Take a little time before you make decisions. This is not the time to rush into a decision because you feel pressured that you're going to lose the deal if you don't get it, right? Just continue to look at the fundamentals and continue to do good deals in every single market based on what you know, which is real estate over the long term has an upward trajectory that's going to continue to build wealth. And if you stop, you're going to miss out on that. Absolutely. Anna, where can people find you? You can find me here every week. You can find me social media, Anna Kelly, REI Mom. And you can find me on my website at reimom.com. Awesome. Thank you so much.